Hi, if you're listening to this, we just started talking. Do one more time. What? Because uh, I talked right over you saying hi. Oh. Hi, if you're listening to this. <laughs> we started talking before talking? I don't know. So here's that. <laughs> I think this is episode three. It's the best intro, or I don't know what to call that. Uh, let me try. Depending on how long it goes, it could be three or three and four. Who knows? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, what's up, guys? This is uh, a podcast that's unnamed yet, so we're trying to figure out how to name it. You probably know the name. We don't. We we maybe we're gonna call it Yellow Spandex because why not? And uh, I'm Vince talking. This is Rod and you got Josh. You got. RKVC here, and Josh, you're also in music and do production stuff and engineering, but we are all nerds of movies and everything culture, pop culture, so. Yeah, I kind of, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people in, in that kind of, in, in music, and especially even in like, you know, recording music or something like that, they are all kind of a little bit nerds, because Rod and I went to high school, or high school, Rod and I went yeah, to college. It felt like high school. It did. It did. <laughs> Rod and I went to college, and uh, we, you know just hung, like hung out one night and was like oh this is really cool and and i, I remember i bought a book once and that was when amazon was really really early wow. and uh and, and so like you could buy only books and vhs i think on amazon maybe dvds but like <laughs> it would it would say hey and, and this new thing was like hey we'll recommend something to you so when i went to go you know buy this engineering book for music like oh textbook? it was like the textbook one oh, it, i think it was the mixing engineers handbook, handbook. Yeah, it's a really love that book it's not actually a textbook it was no. a textbook for us but it's a it's a normally it's published. It's pretty good book. read. I had. It's I, not like it's boring. A, it's that was the standard. only one I actually bought. It's, it's a standard, but it wasn't it wasn't created to be a textbook. It just mm. ended up becoming one in a lot of places because it was interviews. I think most of it wasn't mm. the end. So it's the, the first two thirds of it was like all the uh, like the the actual like the pra- best practices and everything, yeah, yeah. and then the two third like the last third of it was the interviews with like yep. different genres and producers and stuff and how they break those rules. Uh-huh. Yeah, so like all these music producers were in it anyway. Um, when you bought the book, it would say, hey, if people who bought this also bought this. And I looked down, and there was, like, a bunch of, like, nerd, nerd stuff, including the X-Men animated series on VHS. Yes. Oh, and wow. so I was like, we are all nerds. We yeah. just all are. Like, I feel like it. Yeah. Because yeah. Dan, was it Dan? Dan Wolf. Wolf. Well, I'm, I don't know if he was as much, but I know that Strickland was. Uh, and yeah. Gerard's was. And, like, a bunch of people like that. Other people from, you know, college. That's cool. We yeah. all came up around the same time, and and uh, to to be honest, I think it was the best times for cartoons. Mm-hmm. The '90s was like it was kind of like if right now in the two thousand like the what is this considered twenty tens? Yeah, this is the the twenty twenties. Well, it's not twenty twenty yet. <laughs> no, but it's the, like in between the twenties. But I mean, if you go by the numbers, oh, like, I guess the tens. The tens, I think, is what yeah. it's called because you call the nineties. Yeah. So well, right now, if right now is like the uh, like the golden era of like movies, you know, like the MCU and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think the '90s was probably the golden era for like comics going to animation. Yeah, maybe a little bit in the '80s too. A little in the '80s, but like the, the between the X Men animated series, Batman animated series, Spider Man, like Spider Man, Flash. I mean, Justice League. Um, that was almost that was two thousands. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the 90s, I'm thinking like mid '90s, like like. Actually, it was Marvel again. Well, I guess Batman. Batman. Because Bat- the Batman animated series created Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And kind of like our picture of Poison Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> I know she'd been in stuff before. Was she in stuff before? Or was yeah. she for the... Okay. But I, like the, I think like my vision of Poison Ivy is from mm-hmm. animated series. And then once you saw Uma Thurman do Poison Ivy, it was kind of like a version of the one from the cartoon, <laughs> you know? I didn't even remember it was her. Like, I, I watched oh, really? it with my kids, I think, when it was on Netflix last year, mm-hmm. and it was hilarious because my kids was like, this. kids were like, this is awful. And I was ah. like, thank you so much for actually having taste, <laughs> was children. That, was that the one with, like, the Riddler and Arnold Schwarzenegger as uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Freeze? Uh, not not the Riddler. The Riddler was in the Batman Forever with Two-Face. Gotcha. But, yeah, it had Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. It had, uh, it had so many people. It was insane. It had Uma Thurman... And, like, her henchman, which was also, turns out, like, her henchman was, like, Bane at the end of the movie, yeah. which was nuts. And then, like, the guy in the movie that. was John Glover, who was, like, uh, in the Smallville was uh, <clears throat> Lex Luthor's dad. Oh, wow. So he was, like, Uma Thurman's helper. I can't remember his name. He, like, created... 
Poison Ivy or something in the movie. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, there was, what, Poison Ivy, there was Mr. Freeze, there was Bane, and was there anybody else? I, 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 I realize I don't remember anything from that movie. It's awful. I mean, yeah. and then they had the three other the heroes. Oh. They had not only, like, Batman and Alfred and Robin, but they had... Uh, Batgirl was that was that the one uh, Alicia Silverstone? Alicia Silverstone. Oh wow! This one's called Batman and Robin. That's funny because mm-hmm. wasn't Robin in the other ones? Uh yeah, he was in because there was one before that. Is that Batman Forever? Gosh, I think it was Batman Forever. So the one <laughs> I lose it. I don't know. So so the one that, that, that actually is. makes sense though. So it's funny. <laughs> so Batman Returns is where we meet Catwoman and Penguin, which is my favorite Batman. And then Batman Forever introduces Robin, and then Batman and Robin introduces Batgirl. <laughs> yeah. There's the logic. Yeah, uh, like the Batman Forever had Val Kilmer as Batman, and it had uh, was it Christopher? Oh, um, Ooh, Chris, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell uh-huh. as Robin, and then the next movie, Bat- Batman and Robin. Chris O'Donnell was still Robin, but yeah. Batman was George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, I did not connect that at all. <laughs> it's oh. just. Awful. Who, awful. What, what was, was that everybody? Did Batman? we get everybody? So Batman and Robin was the last one before they rebooted in the mid-2000s. Yeah. Huh. 97. That's about right. I mean, I still liked all four of those movies. I mean, the, you know, definitely the latter ones were really bad. But I feel like Batman Returns... You know what? I haven't watched it in a while, but I I want to say if I watched it again now, it probably holds up pretty well. There's some funny stuff at the end. There's some great parts in it. I'll, I'll definitely mm-hmm. give you that. Uh, there's some funny weird things at the end like there's like these penguins in it that like actually walk around and do things like I think they were like rocket pen- penguins or I remember something. that oh yeah they, they strapped them with they strapped them with like, rocket launchers and stuff yeah, yeah. I actually really liked this yeah. <laughs> kid I remember that there was like McDonald's toys or something with them oh it was man. so ground like the first movie was so grounded in the like almost like a real world even though it was like very dark mm-hmm. like yeah. Jumping into that being so goofy in the second movie at the end is just a little. It pulls you out of it just a little bit. Yeah. Like if that wouldn't have been in it, I'd have been a hundred percent solid that that sequel was amazing. Like okay, great. Yeah. The first one I, is my hands down favorite Batman though. I mean I don't. Oh, we got onto it from the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Dude, but yeah, Batman cartoon was amazing. The animated series is really solid. I think that even uh, did you ever watch Batman Beyond? Yeah. Oh, um, I loved Batman I Beyond. Loved Batman that was Batman so good. Beyond. A little bit, but. Um, I don't know. I think it was because I was a little bit older. Like mm-hmm. I was in high school. I didn't. I didn't watch as much of it. Um, I definitely didn't watch it in high school. Like mm-hmm. the animation then, you could tell was different from like that. You know, mm-hmm. very. I don't. I don't know what the what the difference is. Because even in the original cartoon, sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. In the original <laughs> Batman cartoon, there's like a point in the middle where the animation changes. <clears throat> And at oh, that point, yeah. like, I remember being, like, disinterested because it looked weird to me as a kid. And I feel like that was also yeah. with Batman Beyond. Like, the, the animation was different, and I wasn't inter- interested in it, and it was the end of high school, and I was probably just more interested in, you know, being upset over girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, the Batman Beyond soundtrack I really liked, and there was, like, the title of one of the songs was something like Genetic Thiever- Genetic Theft, I remember mm-hmm. now. Because I don't even know, if, I don't even remember what the song sounded like. I just remember that title was so cool. Like a bunch of us were like, "We're gonna start a band called Genetic Theft." We never did. But <laughs> that's a really cool name. Did you actually have this on CD? Yeah, I didn't know that that uh, existed. Because uh, at Walmart, we would just troll the CD section. We saw the Batman Beyond soundtrack, and I remember it was because of that song, we're like Genetic Theft. I'm gonna get this. It's funny because like the '90s being, I might actually have it on my, you know, amazing for cartoons was also amazing for soundtracks. <laughs> Like, the yeah. amount of soundtracks were just pumped out into the 90s. Like. Well, because, uh, so the first Batman was Prince. Was Batman Returns Kiss from a Rose, or was that Batman? No, that was Batman Forever. Forever, okay. Because that not only had Kiss from a Rose on it, but it had, uh, Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. Oh, that's right. Two on it. Too, yeah. Wow, what a killer soundtrack. It's, yeah, it was good. I remember that soundtrack being big. What, um, oh, uh, Batman Beyond. I might have it on my iTunes. Did you, so, I, I looked up, like, some, uh, facts oh, for the animated series, mm-hmm. and it says that it was Tim Burton influenced. And yeah. I, I didn't know that. Which is why the penguin's fat in it. Mm. Because I believe in the, uh, cartoons, and I could be wrong, because I suck at DC information, uh, or in the comics, uh. So does DC. <laughs> the penguin was not fat earlier beyond that. Interesting. Did you, uh, I didn't know this either, but, uh. When they created Batman, the animated series, 
the two creators are the ones who actually voiced the characters in that that their their series that series that they started mm-hmm. to to become an exclusive on one of the networks that was like their pilot. Oh yeah, hmm. isn't that amazing? I didn't know that. Now, you remember the you remember the old Batman show though? It had uh, gosh, what's the it was the guy Mick from Rocky. Oh, he, he was he was the Penguin. Holy crap! Oh yeah, in, in, uh, in the, <laughs> in the old yeah. Adam West series. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like so, I don't know. I just seriously, I don't know when 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 was Penguin? You're discovering things as I discover things. When, <laughs> what was Penguin's first appearance? Batman Penguin's first appearance. The Penguin's first appearance is Detective Comics number fifty-eight. Oh wow, nineteen forty-one. Oh, he does look kind of. We should sit. We should sit like Syria. Like Google Assistant, like as one of the podcast members, oh, just yeah. it's like always on, and they could converse, or actually have all the AIs here and see if they can like outwit everybody. Yeah, <laughs> just like, challenge yeah. them. There, there was a uh, something else about this series. I'm trying to remember what it was. See that it was really neat. The animated series? Yeah. Everything. It was solid writing. It was just like the um, X-Men animated series. We were talking with Ron Wasserman about it, and he and the rest of the crew that did the X-Men animated series all said, like, the key to a good children's program is to not write, not to write down to kids. It's to write a good show that kids could enjoy. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, like, when you're when you're a little kid, the, the you know, one of the things that you despise is, um, you know, being, like, seeming too young. You know, but like you always want to be like your older brother. You always want to be like the older kids, yeah. like the up, upperclassmen and stuff. So like, if you fa- found a show that felt like you know, it's kind of like what Rick and Morty is for adults. Like it does take a little bit of intellect to watch, but I feel like people who watch it are way more entitled. Are feel more <laughs> entitled with the knowledge. You know, like it's it's a funny show, but you don't have to be a literal rocket scientist to watch it. But I think some fans feel like they're literal rocket scientists. Watching it, mm-hmm. hence you know why McDonald's get like swarmed for like Szechuan sauce and stuff. Um, yeah, they, have I, a, they have a rabid fan base. Like I love mm-hmm. that show, but the people that are like actually, they kind of annoy me <laughs> a lot. But I think that, that's the thing. I think the the thing about like feeling like something isn't written down to you is like a huge attraction for shows like that. So I think like animated series like the X Men and Batman animated series, I think they were like that because you could watch them now as adults. You're like there was actual like drama and plot and yeah. and humor and stuff, you know. It was made for both. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you go back and watch I, re- I remember very specifically the animated series of Batman, um, there was score for like dramatic moments or like something heroic happening, but there was a lot of times there was like nothing, like no music happening. Like, there were dialogue between, like, the Joker and Harley Quinn, where all you heard was the reverb in the room and, like, the footsteps on the concrete and stuff, and it it made it seem, I don't know if real is the right word, but it it gave, like, the awkwardness of, like, the, the conversation, like, you know, like, some real, like, weight, because the relationship between Harley Quinn and the Joker was, like, real messed up, and I even knew that as a kid. I'm like, she shouldn't be with him. He's really abusive, mm-hmm. like, emotionally and physically. Like, he's tried to kill her a lot of times. I remember that being, like, a weird thing. Like, that girl's boyfriend keeps trying to kill her, but she's still with him. That's kind of dark. Like, the, whole <laughs> is, the whole thing is dark. I mean, like, not only visually dark, but, mm. like, I remember being scared of that show. Like, as a oh, kid. Yeah. Like, I mean... Dude, maybe, Scarecrow, man. Not scared enough to, like, not watch <clears> it, but, <throat> like, you know, I don't know. I can't remember how old I would be. It was 92, so I'd probably be 10. So, yeah, I mean, I remember just being like, this is creepy. Yeah. But... No, we still watch it. I remember the episodes of Scarecrow were so like visually like really mm-hmm. uh, scary. Yeah, I found that thing I was looking for. It uh, said uh, the animators Bruce Tim and mm-hmm. Eric uh, Radomski created this short pilot film in order to pitch their Batman series to the network exclusives. Mm-hmm. Uh, they voiced themselves. They voiced it themselves. Uh, with Tim providing Batman's grunts and Renameski's uh, providing el- everything else. Wow, that's amazing. It's actually, because I've seen it before, it looks a lot like the intro. Yeah, I guess so, huh? Okay, so the show we grew up with wasn't their voices. It was the pilot. No. That yeah, just became pilot. Gotcha. And then the, the other thing that I, uh, there was something like weird about it was uh, Tim Curry was supposed to be Joker. Oh, really? But they they ended up going with that. He sounds like he could be a good Joker. That, yeah, but it, 
was that the Joker that was Mark Hamill? Or was that yes. another Joker? That was him? Mm. Mark Hamill ended up being the Joker. I, I love... <laughs> one of my favorite things... I mean, a lot of bad things came out of the last election season. But, like, one of my favorite things that came out of the last election season is Mark Hamill reading Trump tweets as the Joker from <laughs> oh, the anime series. That was pretty entertaining. And then uh, Josh Brolin read Donald Trump tweets as Thanos. Oh yeah, yeah that was not as funny. <laughs> like I mean, like the idea is funny, <laughs> but like he read read them and I was like, eh. <laughs> like I was hoping for so much more. You know what? Actually, <laughs> it, it, it's less. It's not as funny, but it would be a good. Have you played? You don't know Jack. It's been a long time. So like, there's a section called this or that, and they take two completely different things. It's like quote from Eleanor Roosevelt or Sex in the City, and. It, it's really, you're like, wow, is that from her? Or is that from one of those girls from the show? And I feel like that would be a good one to be like, who said it, Thanos or Donald Trump? <laughs> oh, I've seen a bunch of those. I, was, I think I saw a Mr. Burns or Mitt Romney one. Oh, really? <laughs> those were great, too. That's so good. funny. Uh, um, but yeah, no, that, uh, I remember that, and then um, there was an episode of the animated series that sticks with me the most, because I remember it so vividly. I don't know how this happened, but... Harley Quinn was, like, allowed to be normal. Like, mm. she got out of prison. Oh, yeah. That's one of the be better episodes. And she couldn't get away from the crime. Like, it was weird, because it just kept spiraling. Like, no one thought that she was a criminal anymore, because they didn't recognize her. But then, like, the second, like, something small happened, it, like, triggered her. And it just kept spiraling, you mm. know, down until she became, like, a criminal again. But um, as an adult, and even as a kid, I remember, like, watching that. Like, man, I w there was... It wasn't, like... It wasn't like Spongebob or like Goofy or anything like that. It wasn't a ton of action. But like, I got it. Mm. Like, as young as... Whatever that was, like 96, 97 or something. Uh, 92 and 93. Really? Yeah, that's because the first couple seasons are the ones that, that aren't like changed animation oh. yet. So yeah, so I was 10 or 11. Mm. At being 10 or 11 and understanding like the emotional arc <laughs> of a character. Yeah. Like, that's that was a really good, good right? writing. Yeah, like I remember the visuals from the episode very clearly. I love that uh, Harley Quinn was actually uh, her or influenced by pinup girls. That makes sense. And she was created in that show, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I listened to I think one of uh, Kevin Smith's podcasts with um, <coughs> Bruce Tim. I think I can't remember. No, it wasn't Bruce Tim. It was the other guy that helped create her. Uh, it was Tim. M made a so made a name for himself and continued uh, continues to be popular for his first love pinups. And then it says, drawing female characters in lewd, <clears throat> flat-out, unclothed uh, poses helped make him the darling of comic fanboys everywhere. His classic style influenced by Art Paul, Deco. Paul Dini, though, is the guy that kind of created the character himself. I think Tim... Uh, the story, yeah. and everything, probably. Because the story, what I heard, was Paul Dini talking about, like, he needed to give um, Joker, like, a sidekick of some sort, mm -hmm. and he was homesick... And when he was homesick at that time, um, you know, way back when, in the 90s, uh, you only had a few channels to watch and there's on TV and there's nothing on television but, like, daytime soaps. And so he was watching a daytime soap and uh, there was, like, a funny, like, a jester and, like, you know, a queen and stuff dressed up in these giant, almost like uh, Alice in Wonderland kind of thing. Yeah, nice. On the show. And one of the girls on the show was, like, this one girl, Harley Quinn. And I think the lady still voiced... He actually called that lady up, who was... Arlene uh, Sorkin? I think that's it. Starring Arlene Sorkin. I think she... He called her up and asked her to do the voice for Harley Quinn. And that was from that actual daytime soap. That's awesome. Yeah, so this, oh, wow. she, she's been ever since. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. I thought she might have <laughs> passed away. How old is she? Because I think the, the uh, butler from the show, Alfred, yeah. the, the guy that voiced him, passed away not too long ago. Uh, he he's always he's the the benchmark of Alfred for me. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just because that was like my most like um, influential time frame or whatever. But whenever yeah. I think of Alfred from Batman, I think of that Alfred. Yes, me too. <clears throat> that's just me because that's as much I, I of DC that I really got was from that. Mm -hmm show so i didn't really i never read dc comics at all you, you know what's i don't think i did either more ridiculous is the first dc uh the first time dc made comics on like a television thing like that i think it was in the 60s or something like that oh with like the super friend oh yeah the super not super friends was it super friends i think was it was super friends super friends that had the justice league in it mm -hmm. and, but they also sense. had like two characters that were like scooby-doo 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, the New Adventures of Superman was 1966. Oh, yeah. Well, you talk about... Okay, they have the old... Because even that that version... Sorry, I jump around. <laughs> that version, uh, the guy that created them, uh, like, also pioneered some, like, crazy, like, rotoscoping stuff for oh, that. Wow. Hmm. For the Superman stuff. Because he did, like, a bunch of shorts, right? Yeah, it was the New Adventures of Superman, the Adventures of Superboy... The Superman Aquaman Hour of Adventure, uh, Aquaman, the Batman and Superman Hour, and the Adventure of Batman, all in the, all in the late sixties. Oh, that was, like, sounds like a name for the show. Super, Friend, <laughs> Super Friends was seventy three. So this, that's so random because the so it's at, at the time of recording this, um, Aquaman is getting ready to to go into theaters, and that show I don't know like I can't remember seeing Aquaman since that show oh wow yeah so it's weird like you you know kids or us you know we think of Aquaman and we think of like the whitest guy ever with blonde hair you know There's that logo man yeah it's like that drawn yeah, Aquaman gosh. logo and it's so hilarious all the memes that came out of that <laughs> yeah but then and now then outfit. I'm wondering like what it's going to be like from this year going on if like you know Josh if like you're daughter's like vision of aquaman is jason momoa you know, wow. like yeah. a really hunky like half, like i don't know if he's like half hawaiian or like he was like he's like ambiguous pacific highlander highlander pacific islander <laughs> um it's great you know kind of thing but ooh, new adventures of batman was the first cartoon but uh 77 Vince and I were at the Aquaman premiere. Josh hasn't seen Aquaman. Are you going to go see Aquaman? I haven't been to go see Aquaman. I just okay. haven't. So we won't talk about spoilers here. Uh, I think, I don't know, I won't speak for everybody, but for me, it was fine. Um, but not in the sense of like, you know, sometimes you go see movies and the whole thing is just fine. This one had spikes of like some of the best cinematic moments I've ever seen in like hit super superhero movies down to like the most stupid scenes I've ever seen in superhero movies. Yeah, that card. Sorry, I was showing Vince something. The uh, Superman cartoon I was talking about was a Fleischer. I think that's right, Fleischer. Yeah. Uh, cartoon. And it was in the '40s. And I think that the yeah they put them in front of movies. I think or something like that. You could go see them at the theater. Paramount. Yeah, and they're just they're amazing. Like I don't know if you ever got like way back in the day if you had VHS. Sometimes for like babysitting and stuff, people would get like these six hours of cartoons, and they'd always mm. cram just a bunch of different random Bugs Bunny and just junk Love into that. it but I, I did often cram into these old these old superman cartoons i remember seeing and uh they're very classy looking they kind of look a little bit like the batman mm. the, the 92 batman uh just that old you know vibe i love old, how old cars this, this thumbnail it, it like says in technicolor it like has to tell you because like back then you needed to know that type of thing <laughs> that's so interesting in technicolor it's like it's not black and white people and it's not just color. regular color. Because it used to be, I was trying to look up on the DC Universe app. They used to have have them on this DC Universe app. That's insane, though, to think, like, 1940s, they were making little comic reels that go in front of movies from and were being distributed by Paramount. How much history do we have in comics? How much history do we have in all of this stuff, man? The movies, the, yeah. the TV shows? Yeah, just real quick. It's ridiculous. I'm sure you... I remember this. And, like, you watch it, and it's from the 40s, and it looks actually really good. Like... I love the soundtrack. It's very bandstandy. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. So much bullets and guns. It's actually really good. As I'm telling you, like they look really, really good. They're done by like an actual film guy, and not just you know. Remember, oh, I'll pause it so we don't get in trouble. Wow, that's so loud. They look really, really well done, um, and they're done in the 40s. So like they. That's amazing. Yeah, they're short. They're only what like, is it 10 minutes? They're 10 minutes long. I'm really surprised of the quality. That's what really I said. Nice. I think they did some pioneering, like, rotoscoping kind of stuff. Yeah. For for this specifically. And so... It's really cool. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with it. I forgot. Well, like that it's the, it's the freaking <laughs> oldest, probably, comic 
or, or cartoon to date. I don't know if there's I, anything. I, I think that's what you were talking about. Uh, I think I was trying to get as, to it. Yeah, as, as the oldest one. As far as DC's, you know. Look them up if you can. I know they're on the uh, DC Universe app. Um, you, you can get like week free for that, which is when I have, or a month free <laughs> for that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to continue paying for it afterwards, <laughs> but um, yeah, you can watch all those those uh, shorts that he created. And they're they're very beautiful. They look great. I think it was the first Superman uh, cartoon. It's crazy. I was trying to figure out like what um, DC com or cartoon came out the year you were born. I wonder if there's like a way to find out uh, or what DC anything was created in in, in your year. I wish they had like a like a like a uh, was it like a wiki that just has yeah. everything. I was Every just trying cartoon to find chronologically. Ugh, my brain like everything. Uh, in 1984, the Super Friends, the Legends, or the Legend, the Legendary Superpowers show, and then in '85 was the Superpowers team, Galactic Guardians. I've never seen that, but it's like the, all the usual suspects. Like the, I see Cyborg in there. Wow. Superman. Have you ever seen this? Uh, I don't think so. Galactic. If anybody's lost, just Vince is scrolling down uh, the Wikipedia for, like, Superman or something. Yeah. So, like, that's the order this conversation is going in. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not very good order. Is, is it says... <laughs> We're talking about cartoons. Well, I did pose the question before I started. Which was the purposeful. Gosh. We may, may need to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, I've never seen those. Uh, those cartoons that you're talking about. What's the name of that again? Oh, I don't know. I was just scrolling right. off it. But there's a bunch of cartoons in the 80s that I never watched. Because it was just before my time. They had that uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. That was finally on Netflix, and then I watched it with my kids. And uh, it was a goofy as all get out. And I think uh, Fred, the guy that did uh, Fred from, voiced Fred from uh, Scooby-Doo, voiced Iceman in that. Oh. So whenever I hear him talking, it just, I mean, oh, it's Fred. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've only ever seen the first episode, but hundreds of times. Yeah. Because it, it's the only one that, like, re-airs on things naturally. <laughs> and then I think I also had, like, either... I, I can't remember if it was VHS or DVD, but there was some collection of superhero shows. And that is always on. That was on that, and it was on a bunch of other ones, too. But mm. I remember Firestar, Iceman, and Spider-Man. Spider-Man yep. is Amazing Friends. And I remember that episode is also when they had the conversation where they decided, like... What, we, what should we call this little group? You know, it was very like sixties. Was that eighties though? I would. It had like a sixties vibe. I think it might be seventies, like maybe late seventy-seven. Because, yeah. like, it it was just like every conversation was like weird exposition to like the creation of the brand. It was like, what should we call ourselves? Why, why do you have to call yourselves anything? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but uh, they they're like, how about Spider Man and his amazing friends? Sure, that's a logical conclusion. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. Spider-Man, I'm the head of all you guys. Yeah. But I think, I don't actually I think it was Firestar that came up with it or something. Right. They also never explained how she could fly. There was a very loose explanation that she changed the temperature around her fast enough to allow her to levitate, but I was like, sure. I mean, it's the same fine. thing as Human Torch, so. Uh, sure. I mean, I, I yeah. figured it would be the 83. same. 83, no. Pseudoscience. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I think this was in the 80s. I remember uh, the girls watched it a bunch because then I and it was so goofy like what you're saying like I couldn't mm -hmm. really handle watching a lot of it like not being in that era mm -hmm. and uh, I could handle the Spider-Man series the the 67 one for some odd reason but that one I don't know it just it seemed a little bit too goofy especially when I heard the guy that sounded like Fred from <laughs> Scooby-Doo but at the end of the I think the series they started bringing in like X-Men so they oh, yeah. had actually like Colossus well, and Warpath for some odd reason. They, oh, in, Warpath! That's in that awesome. first episode, they actually referenced that um, Bobby that Iceman was like on a break from the X Men or something. Mm. I think, and maybe even yeah. Firestar. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I can't remember, but that was the time because Iceman was in the X Men as well. Oh, obviously, he's in the X Men as well. But like, it was a random like. It'd be interesting to be a fly on the wall in that conversation of like how they decided that those were the two that were going to be the Spider Man. Like, who hasn't had much traction lately? But I span in there. <laughs> oh, gosh. Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man probably was still big. 
at the time. I know the X-Men had died off by that time. Like, if you take a look at the, the comics, the, the dates when they were published, they kind of were just republishing the old comics, and nobody was really into X-Men. Even in the beginning, people didn't really catch on to the X-Men. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until... Um, gosh, what, I can't remember the... It wasn't until they released, like, the Storm, Colossus, Cyclops, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, X-Men team in that one big issue. There was, like, a big... Oh, gosh, I can't remember it off the top of my head. I'm so dumb sometimes. <laughs> but uh, that wasn't until then that you saw all those new X-Men. And so that's when I, I feel like the, the same time when that cartoon was that they were maybe trying to push. Like, hey, look, we got new X-Men. So this was 1981... To 1983 was uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. <laughs> so it was the 80s. It had a very like 60s vibe about it. It but did. I don't know. If that's just because of people creating it. You know, were from like born in the 60s and th- or living through the 60s and stuff. It looked but, a lot like Scooby-Doo. Like it really yeah. did. Um, but I also like. I feel like all these decades are like shifted a little bit because most of what people reference is the 90s usually are at least in fashion and like aesthetic and stuff are actually like early 2000s mm-hmm. and then a lot of things people are like oh, that's so 80s it's like oh it's early 90s yep so i wonder if that's also like part of the shift like in my head it's a 60s aesthetic but maybe it was more like a late 70s <laughs> the the only way i've been able to really like determine between just cartoons in general not just marvel uh mm-hmm. the 80s from the 90s is the 90s was like doug and rugrats and uh, all that, that like similar kind of looking stuff from mm. Nickelodeon, well, Nickelodeon at the time. Nickelodeon like owned at home viewing, you know, and then Disney started breaking through with the DuckTales and yeah, the DuckTales, DuckTales and Darkwing Duck. And, well, they did all that after school. Yeah, the Disney Afternoon. Yeah, yeah. is that what it was called? And yeah, Disney Afternoon. Hanna Barbera was like eighties. So it was Disney Afternoon was uh, DuckTales, uh, Gummy Bears, Tailspin. Uh, I think at some point Darkwing Duck. Um. I want to say Goof Troop was at some point part of that. Yeah, I think it's towards the end of it. Um, but that was such a concerted effort because we talked to um, our, our friends, uh, the Silvershers, who wrote the Gummy Bears and Tailspin theme songs, and they also did music for the other Disney shows. And it was like a plan from Disney to like have like after-school programming for kids and stuff. And they had they, it was the whole thing. They, like, it was It was very purposeful, but it was well done. So it wasn't like an accident that these shows came together. And, that makes sense. Um, but DuckTales ended up becoming like the uh, the king of them all, you know? Yeah, I don't know if they like actually... Because I loved Gummy Bears, but like, anyone, whenever I talk to anybody, like, oh, you remember Gummy Bears? People are like, no. <laughs> I don't think very people remember the show. They remember that theme song. Mm, yep. Um, and, the, and the things that happened in the intro, which is funny because... Uh, they wrote that song not knowing anything about the show. Well, they didn't. They hadn't seen the show. They said they saw drawings, and uh, there was like a show bible about the universe, and so like the song kind of reads um, as exposition for the show. It's like they have this gummy juice and they bounce, and, you know, like. <laughs> so, you guys remember the Snorks? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Out of like all the '90s comics or comics, I keep calling them comics. Cartoons, but which what was your favorites? Cartoons? It was hands down the X Men animated series. Yeah. Yeah, the nineties for that. I mean I also I love Nickelodeon too. I I love Ren and Stimpy specifically. Mm-hmm. I just but... wanna name off a few of these. So Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters was that time. That one actually scared me as a kid, but I'd still watch it. Um I had so many of those toys from the real Ghostbusters. Bobby's World. There's obviously mm-hmm. way I more than Bobby's this. Mortal a lot. I watched so many cartoons when I was little. I watched all from Muppet Bob. Babies. Mm-hmm. Mu- Muppet Babies is amazing. Ren and Stimpy. Sorry. Bobby's World was funny because um, Uncle Ted <laughs> would always call Bobby, who I believe was voiced by Howie Mandel. Yeah. Babo. Right. He would always call Bobby Babo. In Korean, Pabo means like stupid or like you're dumb or something. <laughs> so my mom would always, my, my parents are Korean, and so they'd always walk into the room like, why is that uncle being so mean to that child? Um... <laughs> Yeah, and then Muppet Babies, like, I, I love, that was one of the first times at, that I had seen so much, um, I guess it was rotoscoping? Brasberry. <laughs> nice. For a second I thought it was going to be, like, something nasty. Try again? Oh, uh, it was the first time I'd seen so much, like, I don't know if it's called rotoscoping. I think rotoscoping is when you take, like, actual life 
and then uh, so, screen by screen, you, you redraw over the top of somebody. It's like saying, like, I want someone that's going to, like, turn around the corner. Because, like, animation very, like, you know, 2D, moving back and forth. Like, it's just, like, you're going on the same plane. But you want someone to kind of walk towards you, and, like, their face is going to get bigger. They're going to uh -huh. turn to the side and stuff. That's hard for them to actually do. So they wanted someone to... And I could be, just pull, be pulling all this crap out of my rear, but uh, they wanted it to look better. And so I think it's called rotoscoping to where like they'll film somebody doing it, like doing a funky dance, mm -hmm. and then they'll just go clip by clip and they'll draw over the top of it. Wow. Because in uh, Muppet Babies, there were, there were multiple times every episode, but at least every episode, like Gonzo would open up the closet door and it'd be like a, a, a scene from like Star Wars. Yeah, that's right. Or something. Or like <laughs> they'd be running away from like the big rock from Indiana Jones, but it'd be actually be like a big rock, mm -hmm. but then the cartoon characters and stuff. And I remember as a kid, it was like, I think this is a joke for the adults. Like, because <laughs> it was funny to see Kermit run away from something or Gonzo run away from something, but I didn't get it. Like, I don't know why. Why was Star Wars inside the closet? Like, but it I don't know. It, it was interesting because LSD. I, yeah. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> like, but they, uh, they they shook LSD into the diapers. Does does that? Um, well, that's another thing. Half of them didn't wear diapers, did they? Probably not. It was like, it was like just a random group of people. Like I knew Puppet babies. Actually, in the, even in the intro, they had like the Star mm -hmm. Wars, early Star Wars esque kind of thing, like all the real life stuff. But uh, well, they did a lot like imagining. Yeah, show imagination. Holy crap! I also remember as a kid, like my parents did those like mail order like book services where you got like another couple books every month. And one of them was a hardcover book of the Muppet Babies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was that same thing. It was an imagination thing. It was like Kermit like couldn't fall asleep so because like a fly was keeping him up. And so yeah. he imagined like riding the fly like into another universe and stuff. And I was like, man, these story writers did drugs. That's what my I dad did. said about turtles. He's like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they're all probably smoking dope in there. Probably, <laughs> probably true. Because <laughs> uh, if, if you ever watched The Toys That Made Us, like yeah. the, the episode with He-Man... Those writers, man, like, they seem like the worst people I would never want to be around, but they created such great stuff. And they <laughs> even talked about, like, how at the peak of, like, the success of He-Man, they would just get real high in the writer's room and come <laughs> up with the weirdest characters and character names. You know, they, they, they I remember them saying exactly, they were like, yeah, uh, uh, they're just passing, like, a joint around or something. Like, Evil Lynn. Yeah, that's her name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Do you guys watch uh, Inspector Gadget? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I was so intrigued with the the Mr. Professor Claw or Mr. Claw or whatever mm -hmm. it was. You always wanted to see his face. Dr. Always. Claw's face. Dr. Claw. That's you what it was. Get, you see, I saw Dr. Claw's face because if you bought the action figure, you could see his face. Oh. In the action figure packet, it had a piece of cardboard over his face. And if you bought it, you could see it. I, actually, I don't remember what it looks like at all. I remember those awful... Um, Movies that they showed his face, oh, like with uh, the Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Remember when? Uh, oh, who was it? Was it Youngstown or something? Some boy group did the Spectre Hatch a theme song. I know there was a pop. There was a punk rock band that did it. Lagwagon. It wasn't them. There was a, there was like a bubblegum pop version of the Inspector Gadget theme song. I can't think. I love that, that band's named Lagwagon. I, that's a random thing. It could be something disgusting because you know, I listened to punk rock back in the day, and they had. You know, I didn't know like when I was like what twelve, what you know, Circle Jerks were. So like, <laughs> there was a band called Circle Jerks. Jeez, Inspector Gadget movie. Worst punk band name. Go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Circle Jerks. Well, you know they're all like that though. Mm. Sex Pistols. Yeah. Man, there's. Too many, uh, just to like type in 90s cartoons and looking at all these properties, mm -hmm. it's not even fair how many cartoons came out in that decade. Yeah. I, like, I, I didn't realize that Rocco's Modern Life was in the same decade as, or the same like uh, century as like Dexter's Laboratory. Mm -hmm. Like, that was both, they were both in the 90s, just like different. Decades. That's what I was saying. I think the last podcast, or maybe depending on how they're split up, like last time that we got together, like saying like the 90s felt like it was so far apart. Like every year was so big. Yeah. That 
Like, you think, like, oh, that must be in the 2000s that that happened. Like, but no, everything from, like, 1990, so much crap crammed into that. It was like, it's like, in, uh, the, uh, it's like technology now. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminds me of. Like, people were like, it's like, oh, no, you know, what we could do in 10 years back in the day, we can do in one year now. Yeah. Well, that's how it feels like with these cartoons. It's like, what decade were they from? Like, I feel like... It was Youngstown for the Inspector Gadget oh. But it wasn't the Inspector Gadget theme song, but it was. It, it was actually a single off their actual album. Dang. Called I'll Be Your Everything, but listen to this intro. Oh, how can I get away with that? I mean, I'm sure they credited it, but oh, it was dude. part of the Inspector Gadget movie. That's cool. You gotta watch out with stuff like that, you know, like probably get dinged on Spotify or whatever it is. Oh, wow. I remember this. the band, Pat McGee Band, they used to play at this place called Wolf Trap in Virginia. And the bass player at the time, this is like the height of their band, dumb. <laughs> they had uh, like three-part harmonies, lots of people on stage, maybe like 12 people on stage. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the bassist was like this really nasty bassist. And for a part of his like solo that he took during the show was Inspector Gadget. And, and since then, I've always tried to like learn it on bass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how actually the Lagwagon song was on bass, like at the beginning. Oh, well. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember besides that. I don't know the lyrics. Probably your friends. Inspector Gadget. Poopy doopy doop boop boo. Theme song. I like that the guy that voiced Inspector Gadget was also the same guy from Get Smart. Oh. That makes sense because now I'm hearing it in my head. They both yeah, they sound exactly the That's, same. I loved Get Smart when I was little, which is like if you, you haven't seen Get Smart, it's like a stupid detective show. They actually did like redid a movie of it a, a while ago with uh, Steve uh, uh, Carell. Thank you, my daughter, who should be in bed. <laughs> Steve Carell. Um, but the movie was awful. Nothing like the show. The show was really, really just crazy stupid. Like, he was kind of like a half-wit, but he always, you know, just the same thing, same way with Inspector Gadget, I guess, which is why he probably f- perfectly fitted to it. Was it Inspector was... Gadget also a Haim Saban project? Because oh. it credits the writer as Shuki Levy, who I don't know actually wrote, if they if Shuki ever wrote music. Hmm. Let's take a look. That's interesting, though. It was by Deke. I remember that always being... Mm-hmm. I can hear it. Deke. Mm-hmm. I always remember the uh, the dog one. It was like... Uh, oh, gosh. How's it go? Next. Come here, whatever. Good dog. Ruff, ruff. Oh, yeah. Citribute's it. Mm-hmm. It's Ubu. Was it Ubu? Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I never knew Citibu's that name. Sit. Good dog. I, I just remember like the the sound of the syllables like citrusit like so, like I was like well, I don't know what that means like <laughs> I, I forgot uh, about like um, the rival cartoons like I wasn't just looking that up I was just thinking about it in my head like I was trying to remember when He Man came out what the rival of He Man was at the time she or like. Up. Or like when Batman came out, what was the you know who, who was like the competitor? Because they all had to have competitors. Yeah. Um, the only one I can think of really though, and which makes sense, is Garfield and Heathcliff. Yes. They were different completely, but like they were Heathcliff two. Was a little ye- earlier. They were two like yellow or orange cats. Yeah. Yeah. Heathcliff though was a lot more like street, like yeah. It it's like weird neighborhood though, because in. I don't know, I could be wrong about this, but off the top of my head, I'm thinking, like, the, uh, there was less competition, but a lot of knockoffs. Yeah. So, I feel like, when there was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there was also, like, biker mice from Mars. Yeah. And, like, street so, sharks. And so, it wasn't necessarily competition, but it was, like, cats. it was, like, follow-ups, you know? Yeah. I saw, I saw a clip the other day someone shared on Facebook, um, of Mummies Alive. Do you remember that? Mm. It was I literally. Do remember that. It's literally like Power Rangers, but mummies. Mm-hmm. But like, I I wouldn't have remembered it either. Except Did I they saw turn them. into mummies. No, so they're. It's hard. It's it's kind of weird. So it's like they're like mummies, and then when they power up, they turn into like the uh, like the dressed up versions of them. You know, like they'll they'll get the gold. Like they don't have gold or anything on them. They're like like corpses, like yeah. wrapped in bandages and stuff. 
And then, like, when they become, like, the mummies alive, they'll get, like, the Sphinx, like, like all the gold, and, yeah. and like, they'll look like the gods and stuff. I do kind of remember that. That sounds freaking ridiculous. Um, but that, that, that was kind of like a, it, was, it wasn't live action, it was an animated thing, mm -hmm. but it was very much like a Power Rangers. Okay. So I'm thinking it's, like, actually live action. Um, but that, once again, it was like, I, I feel like that was less of a, like, a competitor, more of, like, a knockoff kind of thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's a lot of knockoffs. But I think that was that era. It was like, there's not necessarily competing. There was just like, people trying to like do something very similar. I get that. Yeah. Mummy's Life was more like uh, I, I don't know what time it was, but it was more along the lines of like um, Silverhawks or Thundercats or something. Uh. Yeah. So like that. This uh, I'm showing the guys the uh, intro to this. So this is when they're in their powered versions. Mm -hmm. They have like all the gold and the like superpower stuff, but like before they're that but they're all like superhero versions of mummies you know like so that's before and then there's after you know like they turn mm -hmm. into like the gods mm -hmm. and stuff um but then what else was it there was like uh, but some stuff became like competition i guess because you know, the, i don't know if it was good or the following because like you said yeah. like heathcliff and garfield i feel like garfield has always been like the juggernaut of that but people really remember heathcliff like very fondly because he was kind of like the I don't know like garfield didn't have a job like he just kind of mooched off john and stuff mm -hmm. you know yeah but then heathcliff was like on the street like looking scrapping for food every day at a garbage can <laughs> well <laughs> also, was heathcliff like a newspaper uh comic mm. newspaper comic which is i don't know when i was younger like if, you, if you're older or if you're younger um they used to have comic strips i'm sure they still do in yeah. newspapers on sunday mornings especially kathy mondays so like, right yeah it'd be like five It'd be five, like, drawings in a row, and then you could look at them and be like, oh, there's a little tiny bit of a story. It's funny. It's a joke. Marmaduke was my favorite. <laughs> Marmaduke. And, uh, I don't know, was Heathcliff ever a comic? Like a I think so, but I don't Garfield remember watching definitely. it. Garfield was definitely. huge, which is why I feel like he's the the, the champion of that yeah. versus Heathcliff because he was so well-known. It'd be like Peanuts yeah. versus something ridiculous like that. Yeah, what else was there other than Peanuts? There had to have been something. Well, there's you know, all that garbage, like Beetle Bailey and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I, I want to really know if, if Heathcliff was a it had newspaper. Like, it had to Was be. Heathcliff a newspaper comic? According to Creator Syndicate, in 1973, Gately followed on his initial success with Heathcliff, the first ever newspaper Heathcliff. comic to feature a cat as the main character. Called so. the Cat of the yeah. Century by a major cat magazine, Heathcliff has been an incredible success. <laughs> Heathcliff. Heathcliff. <laughs> so Heathcliff outdates Garfield. Wow. Nice. 1973. That's when was Garfield made? I don't know. But um, Jim, what's his face? He's from Indiana, isn't he? Jim Davis? Um, let's look it up. Garfield. Uh, do you remember getting those like books? 1978. Oh, yeah, so Heathcliff was first. Wow. Remember getting those books of Garfield's comics? It'd be kind of like a coffee table book. I would get stuff. the Calvin and Hobbes yeah, books. Yeah, I'd see time. more of those more often than the Garfield ones. I love Cal Calvin and Hobbes. Um, someone on YouTube, like within the last five, six years maybe, did like a trailer for a Calvin and Hobbes movie <laughs> that looked awesome. Oh yeah, I was forgot it depressing. About that. Like, like a little, like a little, kid? a little bit. It, the kid had grown up, mm -hmm. and then in they realized that he has like like hallucinations. And that's. It sounds like Hobbs. the uh, the the plot story to uh, the Christopher Robin movie that just came out. I haven't seen that yet. I wanted to see it. I, I, don't I know, want to see that too, actually. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like Finding Neverland or something. It's like a child that never grew up. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be cool if Stewie from? I know this is impossible, but if Stewie from uh, Family Guy. Or if Hey Arnold is like the when Stewie's older and he changed his name, <laughs> the universe is because they're foot they're football heads. They're yeah, both true. football heads, <laughs> and they're both like called football heads in this show. Dude, Arnold, Hey Arnold, that's another one. That was like one of the first I remember cartoons where the roles were reversed. All of the old people were like children. Yeah, and all the kids were like the responsible ones trying to like hold their shit together. Yeah, like while like the grandpa was like sledding down the stairs uh -huh. and stuff, and then Arnold's like, "Grandpa, we have to run our business." <laughs> like, um, and then like was it Helga was like the love interest, but yeah. not the love. Like he wasn't into her, but she was Helga. into him. And, and it was like there was like love triangles and stuff. It was like a lot of drama, and the grandparents were all like senile, basically like toddlers. And then you have Doug, which is like completely opposite. 
Doug. He's like carefree. And that's way like, before though. Like he just like cares uh, too much. And I and no, I always say the 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 years I'm sure aren't that far apart. But like I never watched a single episode of Hey Arnold. Oh really? Yeah, and I feel like that was like the last show that I really watched was probably Ah uh, Real Monsters. Ah yeah. I love Real Monsters. Mm-hmm. And then. Remember those Happy Meal toys? I don't know if it was Happy Meal or like Hardee's or something. I used to get really grossed out by them <clears throat> because their uh, currency was toenail clippings. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's right. Or just yeah. nail clippings. That's right. What were you going to say, Josh? Oh, uh, I was like, I never watched Hey Arnold or anything after that, like with Jimmy Neutron and all the things yeah. beyond that. I didn't see that I feel either. like that was my last bit before going to college, I think. <laughs> I, I'm, sh- I'm sure that Hey Arnold probably came out in like 97 or 98 that sounds about right. So, like, that's the year when I kind of started. I had to get more serious into school. And uh, I think I, I was in a little bit of the sports, too. So, like, my life was a little bit taken more taken over with punk rock music and sports. So, yeah. I would. I, I watched Hey Arnold. Um, what else? Oh, and Recess was around that time. Recess. That's another one I've never. Uh, I might have seen a little bit of it. But. Dude, Recess is so good. That'd be a good one to watch with your girls. Because, like, it presents, like, kind of like an extended version of Lord of the Flies. Mm hmm. Because there's a whole, like, society on the recess playground, which any kid that grew up in the 80s and 90s know that's completely true. Mm -hmm. Like, the the middle schoolers, like, the junior hires, are, like, the royalty. Like, they're... And then the uh, preschoolers are, like, the aborigines. They don't speak English. (laughs) You know? And then all the kids in between, they're, like, in grade school but not preschool, Mm -hmm. um, are, like, just trying to figure, like... The socioeconomic <laughs> politics of like the the playground floor, and then there's the old lady who's the teacher that watches everything, and she's just like a downer on everything. This is a really interesting uh, series, and I think it still holds up too, even though it's like the look of it. I agree. I think that uh, show was pretty cool. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I definitely watched a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I think there's like uh, I like I said earlier, I'm into like pop punk and and stuff like that, and there's a lot of people from that show that uh, they'll take pictures of people from in their in bands nowadays mm-hmm. and they, they look exactly like people from that show. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, this kid grew up to be this kid. <laughs> totally, because that was in the middle of like when grunge was like the thing that went from underground to mainstream. Mm. And so like there's a, there was like a, an Asian girl on the recess field and she, she had the, the, the Seattle sound like look. Mm. You know, like uh. you could tell that she listened to Soundgarden when she went home. You know? <laughs> So we continue this conversation for a little bit more. Uh, make sure you check out the next episode to complete this. I think this pears thing is happening here. Like, not the fruit, but, like, two Yeah, we come things. together, we'll do something super long, and then we'll chop it in two pieces. That's right. Uh, but Pineapple pen. <laughs> uh, Vince and I are RKVC, or band, and a YouTube channel, and uh, Josh has a podcast called Bands Life. Uh, yep. Music and bands, and we're, we appear on that once, and... His daughters have a podcast, Nerd Schmerd, or yep. not podcast, YouTube show, Nerd Schmerd. Yep. And uh, you can find us all on YouTube and the Twitters and Instagrams and all that stuff. RKVC and A Band's Life and Nerd Schmerd. Yeah, and catch the next segment, and we'll see you there. <laughs>